Have you ever felt like you've got more in the tank and you know that there's more potential in you, especially in business? Jack came to set the standard and he ended up tripling his business within a couple of months. He has an email marketing company. Some of the tools and the tactics and the mindsets that we teach, we teach every two to three weeks in a free mindset webinar. This is an invite to you to come to that webinar. Just click the link below. It's the first link in the description and I'd love to see you guys there. Can't wait. Actually take a second now to like actually acknowledge yourself and be like, be in the celebration of it. How's it feel, man? Makes me emotional, bro. Yeah. Dude, you got me good there. <laughs> yeah. G Money. Corey Batwell. Welcome. What's going on, man? Welcome back to the damn podcast. Thanks, man. It's been a good 13, 14 month hiatus since we got to drop in. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here with you today. Glad to be here with you too, man. Yeah. What do you think? I'm just diving straight into it. Eh? <laughs> yeah. What do you think is like some of the most important things about investing in yourself? And mm. why is it so important too? If you're not investing in yourself, then you're basically not progressing. You're staying the same. You're not, you're believing into the stories and ideas you have about yourself without expanding on that possibility. Um, it's uh, it's the investment that's going to, impact your life the most and impact the way you experience this gift that we've been given in, um, in living. Crazy. And you've invested in yourself like countless times <laughs> and like whether it's personal development or just like solo adventures around the world or even in relationships, like it's all an investment in my own growth and my own expansion. Um, and you're the same, right? <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Well, not so much, Beforehand, I've sort of been blessed um, in terms of investing in myself. I spent a lot of time and energy and effort reading and researching. Um, and I've had a few different coaches and personal development things, but not too many. I've sort of relied on myself and made myself valuable enough because I had a bit of a scarcity mindset around actually giving some sort of energy to someone, whether that be usually as money or resource, right? Yep. And and I haven't really jumped in and committed to anything because I was like, well, if I just bring the value of myself up, energetically I'll bring in like people in my network who I need. And it's so funny, like through the coaching and stuff that we do and I do, I've always attracted someone who I coach who essentially coaches me. (laughs) (laughs) And it isn't until like recently as we've been talking about this weekend um, when next week I'm investing $20,000 into one day with a coach to run through business and some personal development stuff, um, which is just Blowing my mind. Yeah, I'm that's so huge, scared. man. And just just for reference, um, like talking about Corey's scarcity, this whole weekend that I've been up, I haven't paid for one coffee. He's been so <laughs> abundant that he continues to pay for my coffee. And yeah, he's investing 20K in himself. And I'm sure that's a huge edge for you. For a lot of people, they can't comprehend paying $20,000 for one day of coaching from someone. And for you to you know be in that position to level up and... Um, expand yourself in new ways is is a huge testament to your journey and the amount of work you put into yourself so thank you and like inside i always feel like really nervous about it because oh my god it's twenty thousand dollars for a day yeah what but then again for the personal development coaching that we do at the moment like overcome the chaos is thirty three hundred dollars and people investing that so i'm like well to be integral to myself, I'm going to have to really level up to do those things to be able to as you were mentioning change your posture i love that word posture 
And Glenn's been helping me get through yeah. this like the past few days because I keep going like, oh That's man, it. I'm freaking out. Like I haven't got that money. I've got to make that money and I've got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And like I keep freaking out about it. And then you keep supporting me. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We're having this conversation back in April and I was like, who's your coach? And you're like, oh no, I've got, I've got heaps of people in my network. I'm like, no, you need, you need to be paying someone helping you expand. And um, now you're doing it and it's, it's a huge step. Um, but I know that you, you know, it's going to come back tenfold. It's like that, uh, toroidal effect that we we're talking about yesterday, where when you, we think that receiving and giving is, um, two different, two different holes. Um, but when we're, when we're giving, we're actually expanding our capacity to receive as well. So, um, I'm, I'm super excited for, uh, the, the ways in which you're going to improve your clients, um, through this investment. Yeah, it's crazy. I'd love for you to, to actually tap into and like talk about that a little bit because it sort of blew my mind when I was when I was talking to Glenn. Um, we were talking about that, you know, you've got your own capacity for what you're capable of now. Mm-hmm. And then I remember Mitch was talking about in the last podcast. And if and what you said, if you're giving up resources or putting resources with an intention into somewhere that's going to help you grow or something else goes that has a real good intention, yep. like it comes back. It has to come back, man. And a shout out to my, my um, brother, Soul Panther, who um, explained this to me a few years ago and then yesterday explained it to me again. But talking about the toroidal field, it's like, all right, so I'm putting, for Corey's example, 20K resources in this direction. And not only are you expanding your ability to give 20K resources, but you're actually opening up the valve on the other end to receive $20,000 and like you're investing in yourself with the intention of becoming better and leveling up for your clients. And that's got to, at some point, like not being attached to when, but at some point that has to make its way back to you. Um, and I think if people were really to able let that concept land, um, people wouldn't have so much of a, um, a fear of investing or being at their edge. I'm like, Oh, can I do this? Like, can I really go there? Like, I've got all these other things I have to take care of. Um, but when we can get beyond ourselves and get beyond our ego that wants to be like, no, like, that's just stupid. When really our soul's like, yes, this is the the growth investment. This is the next step. Um, then we're, we're all going to expand. Dude, tell us a story when you've made an investment, when you've sort of gone into expand yourself and you've been on edge and then actually gone. Poof, yeah, absolutely. Um so I like you know the first time I ever hired a coach um it was I was 21 years old it was peace miles back then and Pre- it was uh, smiles. yeah Preston smiles yeah, he's like one of the biggest like a, things in the world right now yeah for me I I didn't have much money I just moved out of home I had maybe like um two and a half thousand dollars in my bank account and I emailed him and he's like yep it's going to be two thousand dollars to work for me in a two month container and I was like that's all the money I have and I've got rent and I've got groceries and all these bills that I'd never ever had to take care of. But, you know, when you invest in a coach, what you're really doing is you are, um, you're basically taking their, their consciousness and their mindset around things and helping yourself grow and expand in that way of seeing the world through their lens to get to where they are. Um, and each and every time I've invested in myself, it's just come back tenfold in terms of resources, in terms of just my, um, my awareness of myself, and uh, my growth, so you know. Is there any other ones as well that pop up? Um, in this moment, no, not not in this moment, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, well, I'd really like to talk about um some of the well, essentially, you've jumped on overcome the chaos yep. head coach, 
absolutely kicking ass and you've been jumping on the calls and yeah. listening to the people. What's like your experience listening to the calls in terms of what some of the guys are like moving through and shifting through and what you sort of think the importance is of a community and from your lens, how you see it and then how you reflect things back, which gives them value. Cause everyone listening, like Glenn's one of the best coaches. I know guys like straight up for any sort of mindset, personal development, moving, moving through yourself and ex- like stepping into yourself and expressing yourself completely because he embodies that. And it's like quite amazing to actually watch. So I'd love to sort of talk about your experience with those and like, yeah, the, the for sure. So, you know, first of all, it's yeah an honor to be a part of the program and to be supporting the men. Um, if you haven't jumped on overcome the chaos, uh, I recommend doing so Corey's put together this awesome eight week package of just like self exploration and I think the thing that I'm experiencing most with the men so far is they they all come into the program with this idea about the world and themselves and what they need to do. And a lot of the time, those ideas, they're false. And through the journey of um, doing the deep introspection that the Overcome the Chaos program sort of um, stimulates, um, they're able to recognize, oh, you know, I've just got my ladder lined up against the wrong wall. And they're able to like realign like their whole schedule and their whole way of living and way of going about their day into what is actually important to them. And, and through doing so becoming much more fulfilled and having the accountability of ability of other men that are also on that journey, like calling each other forward and like reflecting back to them, all the aspects of themselves that they might not be seeing is huge. Um, it's a, it's like an accelerator into, you know, stepping into who you truly are. Um, and yeah, it's, it's super, um, humbling and an honor to really be supporting men in that journey of really discovering what it is that makes them tick. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. And like, what, what do you think is like some of the biggest, big things that people sort of that you see within the course that other people probably have, obviously that I was haven't jumped on or whatever Mm -hmm. in terms of what do you think some of the most common problems that they have? Is it like they're, they're judging themselves? They're scared of being judgment. Like what is like some of the things that that you've seen for sure, man, I think this is very common for a lot of men. And this is a lot of the medicine that I bring to the space is this judgment that they have of themselves when they express, um, there's this voice in their head that says, Oh, you can't act that way because my friendship group from high school are going to think this, or like, you know, my cousin's uncle's auntie is going (laughs) to see this thing on Instagram and they're going to judge me and, um, getting over that fear and be like, you know, every time I step, and find my edge and step over it, I'm expanding and um, getting beyond those stories they have about themselves so that they can show up with who they truly are. Um, But it, it takes, it takes, um, you know, being aware of like, Oh, this is an edge for me to really be able to step, step over it. Cause a lot of the time we won't even recognize when we're at our edge. Um, So supporting men through that and the ideas that they have about themselves, just questioning them, questioning the ideas they have about themselves so that they can, move beyond that and be who they need to be for their family, for themselves, for them friends and who they want to be in the world. It's crazy. And I loved it. We had a conversation in Overcome the Chaos about people talking about you know, actually finding their purpose mm-hmm. and then experiencing getting judged for that. Mm. I'd love to hear you expand on that. For sure, man. I think when we start to act in ways that are different to who we've always been, our friends and family oh, yeah. will be like, oh my God, I can't fit. Corey in this little box I had him in before because he's showing up differently and that can make people uncomfortable. And a lot of the time, like they'll challenge you. They'll be like, why are you doing this? Why aren't you drinking? Like, why are you committed to this? Why can't you hang out? Um, whatever it is. And, um, I think 
that is a part of our medicine to break through to be who we need to be. And we can oftentimes be like, oh, people just don't get it. People just don't understand me. We go through that stage of feeling misunderstood. Um, but actually alchemizing those emotions that come up in the judgment is a part of what we're here to get from it and in move into who we need to be. 100%. And you know, I think what I think is so important in terms of just like shaking up the snow globe yep. is that sometimes people won't even know that they're like stuck mm-hmm. in the, in their own spot, whatever it is. They have yeah. no idea with like no reflection or like reference point yep. of where they're at. And until it's like they have those just few perceptions shift. Yeah. And we'll see it. We'll, like the boys will come on the call and um, they'll like, they'll be very defensive of like um, the way they're being treated differently by the people that don't understand their journey. And it's like, <laughs> it's supposed to, it's, right? Yeah. Right. And it's, um, it's very in, in the most loving way possible. It's, um, it's very, it's necessary for them to dismantle their ego around that and be like, ah, oh, you know, I am feeling this self judgment because a lot of the time we would reject ourselves before we ever had a chance for the world to reject us. Ooh. So now that we're, Ooh. Now, now that we're stepping up and we're not, I'm not going to re- like suppress this part of myself that wants to show up in a different way and do something different. Now we're exposing ourselves to the trials and tribulations of uh, like our friends and family. And that's necessary for that, for us to really grow into who we want to be. Yeah. And I feel like it's so common and so easy for people to get in the groove to like self-sacrifice themselves, work too much, distract themselves from actually feeling that and which then can make people reject themselves. I think that was like one of the most important things you said. Just yeah. end up like that landed with me big time. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that I think is really important in terms of like one thing that me and you were talking about just beforehand, what we've worked on so much and I'm so proud for both of us. I'm very proud of myself and I'm super proud of you and like where I find so much value is that we've worked so hard and we've sort of done it in different ways on just emotional control and consciousness within our own thoughts so that we can show up when we're not reactive, we're really present and we're making like the right decisions with what we say, what we do, our energy and our frequency. I'd love for you to talk about sort of why that's important and some of the lessons that you learned to get there. For sure, man. And I think it's important to recognize that like me and Corey, we're not perfect at this and there are always (laughs) going to be times and moments where we are below the line which is a, a terminology I used to use back in man cave where we're going to be triggered and reactive. And it's not so much about judging that part of us that wasn't able to get there in time and stop us from reacting. It's about how quickly can we catch it and move ourselves back into a state where we're not reacting from that place, but we're recognizing the trigger in real time and like, all right, you know, there's medicine here for me. There's emotions that I get to move through and process before I bring that back into the conflict or the container that is like bringing up essentially my healing. Um, like every time we're triggered, it's, it's a, an opportunity for us to heal. Like I, it's, it's a, every time we're triggered, it's, um, it's just bringing up different stories that, you know, aren't true for us that we get to work through. Um, and yeah, we get like, I think iron sharpens iron. And when you're around other conscious men that are in this work, um, you, you start to pick up on, on it a lot quicker. Yeah. And one thing that you do, which is really good as well is 
so good at moving through your emotions. And I feel like men find it so hard to actually like feel their emotions. Like, oh, God damn, yep. I got to feel something right now. And For then they sure, feel man. ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. And you have like no shame, which is like an absolute medicine. Like for everyone, if like if Glenn needs to cry, he's like, I'm going to fucking cry. If yep. Glenn needs to be playful and express himself as much as possible, he does it. And I was telling him before, I get jealous of that. <laughs> God yeah. damn it, you can just do it. Like, yeah, man. It's yeah, about showing up authentically to the moment. What, what is the invitation of the moment and recognizing, you know, if there's emotions to feel, then you get to feel them. Um, and I think people find it really, um, it's like when you're able to express yourself, they feel safe enough to express themselves around you as well. And it's not about always being happy, go lucky. And in this like high vibrational state, it's about, you know, surrendering to what actually is present and getting real with it. Um, so that your baseline can, be a little bit higher because you're not suppressing anything. Crazy. And how, I'd love to hear some stories about you when you've had to like full surrender in terms of thinking about like what those stories are to move through mm-hmm. and how you've did it. So anyone who's listening are like, holy. For sure, man. And, you know, I, th- I feel like the natural invitation to that question is like, you know, I've been in a bit of a process the past six months. I, um, I lost my dad um, back in February and a lot of that has been recognizing grief when it shows up. Like some days it'll show up and it's like, oh, I'm in, I'm in a process right now. And, you know, there's nothing you can do to run or hide from it. You can't suppress it. It's um, the invitation to, you know, be on the couch and be sad and allow some of that emotion to move through so we're not holding it in our bodies. And um, not judging it or putting a, a time limit on it, just allowing it to be as it is so that we can, you know, if we're not giving ourselves permission to feel, feel those feelings that come up from time to time, then we're not really able to show up authentically in every other area in our life. Um, yeah. And what do you do? Like, what do you do and what do you think about when those things show up? Cause this would show up in any way. Cause like grief is yeah. one big emotion, but there's also like stress from overworking. Overwhelm yeah. is a big one. Um, relationship. Like if you're in a relationship and there's a trigger there and you feel guilty or ashamed, like, Oh no, I'm not, can't, not making my partner happy right now. Oh, God, I'm grumpy at my partner. And I don't know why in terms of also like, fear of failing and fear of and needing validation. They're all different emotions. Yeah. So for you, when, when think, it comes up, how do you? Yeah. I think recognizing like my coping strategies that just are like my ego is so good at <laughs> just sneaking them in there. <laughs> like so like if, if I notice that I'm on my phone too much, I'm doing too much scrolling. I realize, Oh, I'm in avoidance to something right now. <clears throat> God damn. Gosh, damn. <laughs> like it's uh like recognizing oh i'm overtraining at the moment what am i avoiding oh i'm i actually had five wines friday night instead of the two that i said i would what am i not wanting to feel like recognizing when those little coping mechanisms sneak up and then not judging yourself for falling into them but like just getting curious of the energy that is um that you're, you're trying to avoid. It's like, Oh, let me get curious about this sadness that I don't want to feel. Let me just like, you know, sit with it, be with it, befriend it. And, um, you know, that's really, that's been the work is like recognizing and catching it sooner rather than later when I'm coping. Um, and then allowing myself to just be in it and not judge it. And, um, I think in doing that, I feel a lot healthier with my emotions and I'm able to show up better for my friends, my family, my sisters, my mom, uh, my girlfriend. Um, but I can only do that if I'm first showing up for myself. 
dude, that just powerful question hit me so much when you said like, you know, what am I avoiding? Yeah. I don't know where that's land, but I'm probably avoiding some shit right dude, now. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> what am I avoiding? I don't know, man. <laughs> that was, that was this, um, I know you, like you, we were doing some work the other night and, um, yeah, Chloe was around and like, you were just like overworking, trying to get this funnel going. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, man, Corey's like working pretty hard right now. What's he avoiding? And, um, <laughs> Yeah, I think for you, like, you, like, throw yourself at work when you're stressed because you're like, you know, I'm stressed out because of work. So the only way to, like, move through this is to work harder, right? But really, sometimes you just need to go take a walk. (laughs) You just need to go get some air and just allow yourself to decompress. And I think, you know, I noticed last night when we were doing the ice bath, I'm like, yeah, chuck on some bangers for me. And, like, for you, it's a different it's a different experience because you're like, I actually need to decompress from the week. Cause I've been so in my head with these funnels and with these new sales calls and coaching clients that I actually need to listen to some lo-fi beats. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a big part of like my own personality as well though, from like um, how I am like my way that I go, it's very like try to go focused in, in one way. And just part of my personality, like, and how I deal with stress. A lot of the time is I'll listen to lo-fi and like mm-hmm. real chill, calming music because I'm so high energy and mm-hmm. extroverted all the time that it's easy to prioritize my extroversion and mm. like just put my introversion. Yeah. And I, I think like because you've, you've moved up to Gold Coast for a year, that's one change I've noticed in you is like last night we're having dinner and, you know, we've had like a bigger week of work, right? Yeah. And um, like you're not afraid to just be like, all right, guys, 7.30, I'm going to bed because you need that time. <laughs> you need that time to decompress and maybe not be social. And me and Benji, we're just sitting there. We're like, all right, I guess the night's over. <laughs> but like not actually feeling like you have to entertain us when what you were needing for your own emotional health was to just chill with Chloe in bed and that's okay. Yeah, man. What, th- thank you for saying that. I just had like a big, big thought in my own mind was one thing that I usually do is because I'm so social and extroverted. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this is I just love net- networking with amazing people. Mm-hmm. I just love getting to know people, learning people who have just overcome things. I find it so fantastic. It's one of like the loves and passions of my life is just to get to know people who are fully expressing themselves. And I love it. I'm like, I want to hang around you, which is why obviously we connected Connect, so yeah. well. So well. Yeah. And like on Friday night, I had a whole bunch of friends and networking entrepreneurs and stuff that I really wanted to meet and, and then like connect with and connect you with and all these different things as well. And it was like Friday night and they booked dinner for eight 30 mm. and I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. And for me, that was like a big thing. So I used to validate myself and think like I'm worthy enough to, you know, show up and be around these people if I'm contributing or bringing something to the table. And now it's very internalized. I'm like, I feel yeah. like I don't need to do that. Yeah, I'm for like, sure. I've got man. like my, my friends. I think it was, a, it was a clear no. Like it would have been awesome to go to that dinner last night, but you were like in my body, like what I actually need on a Friday night is to stay in. Mm-hmm. I'm recognizing that and not falling into the trap of people pleasing. Like, oh, they're only up for like one night. I have to see them. And realizing that, you know, what you need, you're, you're on prep right now. You yep. need rest. You need to chill out. You've just been doing like 12 hour days <laughs> down here on the table, working on the business. What you need is to like decompress and chill by yourself and not um, necessarily entertaining people. Um, and I think, you know, maybe a previous version of Corey would have been like, let me do that. Let me do this thing. And you would have burnt out really hard. Um, so yeah, I think that's like, you know, we teach on it and 
we're always working on it for ourselves. We don't want to burn out. We want to, you know, honor the feelings in our body and take care of them first before we're um, filling up everyone else's cup. It's just crazy to be aware of because obviously if you've got certain tendencies, whatever you're doing, whether it's overworking, overwhelmed, people pleasing, avoiding, whatever it is, is every time that you think you catch your ego, you get aware of it, like mm. it comes up somewhere else and gets better. Yeah, <laughs> the, the ego is constantly improving to like, you know, like kind of just so you don't notice it. It's all, it's always evolving just as you're evolving. Like, ah, I found my blind spots. This is what I do when I'm overworked and when I'm stressed out. And then it would be like, all right, you know, I'm just going to slide in here. <laughs> yeah. And then comes up and gets you. God yep. damn it. Yeah. Um, I really like to sort of shift the conversation and start talking about um, one thing is like sort of your journey to consciousness and some of the biggest lessons that you've learned and also like relationships and how things that you've learned and how you've shown up in terms of balancing masculine feminine energies and showing up real good for your relationship and some of the conversations and the awareness um, that you've had around that. Cause that's one thing I really respect about you is like you're a really good partner yeah. and you understand how to have like and hold like hard, difficult, powerful conversations and move them for yourself and help other people. And I think like linking that back to, isn't it? Correct me if I'm wrong, but it just comes back to being aware of your own conscious and unconscious and your own ego and, and then learning how to communicate that, which I believe so many men and it just, just people in general, not even just men, just people in general are starting to get better at that. I feel like the community is sort of like yeah. it's starting to wake up in terms of people actually understanding those things. But mm-hmm. like if you're not learning it, you, I, I believe people are falling behind and people are evolving so quick now and learning these skills and diving in, not being scared of emotions and vulnerability and these powerful conversations and consciousness and unconsciousness things. Uh, if you're not learning it, like you've, mm. you've fallen behind and it's real scary. That's the thing honest. though. I think if you're in our sphere, if you're in mine and Corey's sphere, then um, you're a part of the, you know, the network of awareness of like learning about, about yourself and um, regulating your emotions before coming in unconsciously. Um, but yeah, have like, can you put that into like a direct question that I can mm. address? For sure. I want to put this in a question. So I'd say like, how do you navigate your own thoughts in terms of your ego in your relationship when it gets difficult? Mm. And how do you, what are the conversations and how do you approach conversations when they're tough? Yeah, for sure. I think, first of all, recognizing that, you know, your thoughts are literally an illusion. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's expand into that. What do you mean by your thoughts are an illusion? Like they're, they're not real. They're just they're in your head and they're oftentimes being stimulated by an underlying emotion. So realizing that your thoughts are an illusion, but then getting curious about the emotion that is triggering the thoughts. I'm like, oh, okay, what's what's been activated for me right now in my relationship what is the what's the wounding coming up and can can i actually unpack that a little bit before i respond unconsciously and react from a place of defensiveness all right how do you do that just being aware like all right i'm feeling something in my body um i don't need to one i don't need to unpack it and understand it straight away but let me just sit and be with it first and allow this to move through before I communicate about it. Cause I think like it comes down to communication, especially in a relationship, being able to communicate like, Hey, I'm feeling a little bit insecure and unsafe right now. 
um, oh. from something that's come up, right? But you know, just just want to pause on there, like just for someone, just in general, I think for a lot of people, just even having the language and the vocabulary around like, I'm insecure right now, and then being able to vocalize that. Because mm. even in my relationship, sometimes I know that I have to, and that's like part of the hero's journey, it's like yeah. a dragon to slay. I'm like... <clears throat> Oh, I'm insecure about this thing and I need some love and reinsurance about it. All right, fuck, I said it. Goddamn. Yeah. Well, you know, like me and Elle, the safety of our container is I don't actually, I don't experience any shame if I'm feeling insecure. I'm like, hey, this is actually really, uh, really alive for me right now. Um, like I'm working through some wounding. Can I just like, can we have a conversation about it? Can I express, can you hold the space for my own process around this? Like I'm not to the bottom of it, but I know if I just hold this down and don't communicate it and stonewall you, then like at the, at the end of the day, I'm, it's a detriment to our relationship. So being able to communicate it and take ownership of the emotions from a place of responsibility and not blaming them. Like you made me insecure. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. She like something happened and it brought up your own wounding and recognizing, Oh, this situation was a mirror for me to see what isn't healed within me. And I get to like sit and be with it and move through it until it isn't so uh, poignant and isn't so stingy and just allow that to like massage itself out of my, uh, my body. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's so crazy, man. I love the language that you use around that. Can you tell us a time where, cause I know you obviously don't want to get like right into like you and L stuff. Cause that's yeah. private, but in terms of you specifically in terms of like, Oh, this was a trigger. This was some experience that I had from a period of time. This is the how I approach the conversation and this is how I got it out my body. I'd love to hear a story of like an example that you went through. Hmm. Yeah, I guess, you know, like we're a part of a culture called gym culture and um, unconsciously or consciously as men, we're always comparing ourselves to other guys, right? Damn it. Yeah, and if say another guy is giving your, like, I'm not saying that this is a situation that's happened, but this is very common. If a guy is giving your girlfriend attention that can actually bring up a lot of insecurity and the unconscious response could be to, you know, sort of macho man your way. Hey, and like, fuck you. Yeah, right? <laughs> or, or take it out on your partner. Like, yeah, or take you it out, yeah, yeah. Or take it out on your partner, not communicate about it, just stonewall and act Withdraw. like nothing's wrong. Yeah. Withdraw. Withdrawing is a, a huge one, but actually just like recognizing, Oh, this brought up something for me. How can like, how can I have a conversation with my partner about this? not from a place of like I'm blaming him or they, they should know better. They should just know my childhood trauma back to front. Right. And, um, no one knows nothing. God yeah, realizing when you're in a relationship, you're in the dojo. And if, especially if it's a conscious relationship where you're both becoming more aware of yourselves and all your, your pitfalls and your wounding and stuff, recognizing that when that stuff comes up, it's the opportunity, opportunity to heal and to move through it and to become more in wholeness with your true nature. Man, you're such a healer. I remember there's so many times, guys, I think, because I've been friends with Glenn for ages now, but like probably every single one of my breakups, I'll be on the phone to Glenn every single week, like, trying to move through this. What happened there? You're just reflecting things back at me all the time. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to these podcasts and applying these concepts to your life and sharing these with all your friends and on your stories. I am seriously so full of gratitude. I am currently experiencing one of the best phases of my life and I just want to share this with you. 
If you know someone or if you're a man who is at that stage of your life where you're unclear with what to do next and you are self-sacrificing to help everyone else, saying yes to everything, doubting yourself, suffering from imposter syndrome, or you can't find your purpose, so you're constantly distracting yourself with hobbies, working too much, other distractions, or a partner or an ex. We are running a group coaching program for ambitious men called Overcome the Chaos for you, especially if you are someone who wants to network with other professionals, get support, learn the tools, and stop holding yourself back from becoming the best version of yourself. The first half of life, the scariest thing is living at your full potential. The scariest thing at the second half of life is never actually taking the leap. So please send me a message on Instagram saying ready or apply through my website, coreyboutwell.com and we'll point you in the right direction. Keep that rolling. Yeah. And one of the best things that you ever said to me, and it just so much just clicked. And that's what we talked about beforehand, like the power of coaches, guys, in terms of being able to flick things and having your perception. Like Dylan was doing so much work and he's helped me with so many things. Like there's a lot of things in Overcome the Chaos that have actually designed that Glenn has mentioned or helped me move through and help me understand. And it's like, cool, well, now I can articulate it and create a fancy diagram around it, put it on a worksheet so you can bang, figure it out. One of the best things you ever said was just like, because we, we do a lot of like our own initiation ceremonies in terms of like we meditate or we go on psychedelic journeys or we really hold spaces and um, for each other. Like there's a lot of time, Saturday nights instead of partying, we'll hang out, we'll meditate in a group and just share like amazing stories and what we want to do with our future and our emotions and how we can be better men in terms of health, relationships, wealth, success, fulfillment, purpose, all those things, amazing. One of the best things that like Glenn said in terms of personal development for yourself was like, dude, your relationship is an entire ceremony for personal growth. Mm-hmm. And that made me so aware, and I just want to say thank you, mm-hmm. because it made me so aware when, like in terms of my own hero's journey, if everyone knows, study the hero journey all the time. Goddamn love it. I think it's, everyone should know about it. Um, and part of my own hero journey was like, I actually need to get into a relationship to be a better man. Mm-hmm. Like I actually need that accountability and be in the trenches of just being like tested all the time to test how powerful that I am, how integral that I am, how much love I can hold and how I can show up as a better leader not for just the relationship, for myself, for my family, for my friends, for my clients, for business, for like personally growing and everyone I can shop. Like I need that in order to evolve. And literally just having the awareness of that when you said your relationship is a ceremony for growth. Mm-hmm. Now I have like this perception in my mind that I'm like, okay, so everything here that I do, every trigger, every part of this relationship, whether it be so good and you're caught up going too far and she's like, oh, this is so much love and leaning into it too much or withdrawing yourself. I'm like, mm. this is this is it. I'm all yeah. growing. Yeah, for sure, man. And I think, you know, to circle right back to when you were talking about your breakups, man, I think as a friend and as a, a brother, the best thing that we can do for a friend that's going through that experience is to literally just hold space and listen. Like when people feel hurt, they heal. So like Corey would be sharing a whole bunch of stuff, some stuff like true, not true. A lot of it is just like allowing the emotions to come out through words, um, which is just packaging for like the hurt that he might've been feeling, but allowing him like to really truly see him in that process is um, how he was able to move through that. And uh, yeah, man, like relationships are a ceremony. They're like, Constantly, I'm sure there's things that Chloe does that bring, <laughs> brings up wounding for you. I remember in your previous relationship how like you had a lot of motherhood wounding come up and um, like you would be really defensive. 
you wouldn't want to own it. You'd be like, no, this is like, this is your fault because she's been a bitch or whatever it is. She wasn't, she, like, you've never called a girlfriend that. But, um, <laughs> but then like having myself or like another really conscious friend be like, hey man, like you actually might want to take a look at this because this is going to continue to perpetuate in your next relationship unless you actually deal with it. Dude, I remember that 100% awareness new coming through and I ended up leaning in and doing like a whole ceremony with my mum. I was like, I need to heal this shit. Mm-hmm. So I remember writing down this so much hectic stuff on a piece of paper, everything that frustrated me and I wrote it down professionally as best as I could and like essentially like slammed my mum in the best way, kindest <laughs> way ever, if you know what I mean. I was just like, these are all these frustrations that I need to bring to the table or I'm not going to be able to love her as much as like yep. I'd love to love her. And there's all this stuff that I'm holding on to until mm-hmm. I get it out. I'm, I'm not going to be able to. And I'm like, I won't be able to completely forgive her. I won't be able to completely accept her until I run through all of these things. And I want to. I want to mm. love her so much and I want our relationship to flourish. So I remember writing these things through and I sat my mum down at the table with this letter and I said, mum, there's nothing in this letter that you haven't heard already before, but I need to tell you this and I need you to go through this with mm. me so that I can love you as best as I can. And I gave the letter and I said, please read it out loud for me. You inspired that, bro. Yeah. I said that to my mum and she read it out. We had this extremely conscious conversation. I'd go through these things that were frustrating. I'm like, there's no judgment around that, mum, by the way. I'm just, this is just what's coming up. And she'd be like, you, you do know this is happening for this reason. Mm-hmm. And this was something that happened to me as a kid. And that's why I see things like that. And instead of having like all this mm-hmm. judgment at my mum, I just thought like, I just feel so sorry for you. Mm. Like, oh, you've just been... And that's why she's yeah. done this. And that's why. So when any of the triggers come up again, instead of looking at my mum and being like, why you like this? What it is, it's just compassion. Mm. That's huge, man. And like I went on a similar journey with um, like a, I was sitting in an Aya circle maybe three years ago. And Ayahuasca circle, guys, yeah. if anyone's and, um, unsure. I remember that week me and mum were really at odds. Like, I remember this. It was very uh, – um, yeah, the, the relationship, there was just a, a lot of triggers and a lot of just not seeing eye to eye. And I remember waking up um, the day before the ceremony and I'd be on a, a call with my, my man cave brothers and I was like, I don't actually understand why, but I'm so frustrated with my mom. And uh, a lot of the, like what I realized was the ceremony that I was sitting in was um, a lot to do with healing the little boy that didn't always feel seen. But in that in that process, what I realized was um, like it wasn't anyone else's responsibility to love that little boy apart from me. So like in that as well, like uh, the same thing with your mom, like realizing that she's been in, on her own journey and I expanded my capacity to, you know, realize that like our mothers and our fathers, they're not perfect, but when we can love the, the parts of them that are imperfect, we expand our capacity for love for ourselves because we're not perfect either. <laughs> right? <laughs> so... Yeah, like a deeper level of um, compassion and understanding for their journey and that they always did the best they could with what they had and the tools and awareness that they had available. And uh, now, like, I think, you know, we still have moments where maybe we don't see eye to eye, but there's just a deep, deep respect that I, I have for my mom and like my father. But um, like speaking to my mom, like it's there's a deeper level of just like understanding that she's always done her best and I really respect it. And even if I felt a little bit wounded at times or not seen at times, she always still did her best. And um, at the end of the day, how can you not love love that? And that's taking responsibility to heal yourself, mm-hmm. which I think so many people don't do. Just from the people that I talk to so much because I'm in that 
in that world of talking to people all the time. Mm. It's like, man, so many people just don't love themselves. Yeah. And if you're it's hard. Yeah. If you're a guy as well and you have issues in your relationships or the girls that you meet, like maybe actually t- take a look at that foundational relationship that you have with your mom because that'll open up so many different things that you might not have known about yourself. And you can go on that journey of maybe healing some of the stuff that so it doesn't continue to show up in your reality. So you don't continue to attract it. What do you think about this statement? What do you think about this one? <clears throat> Could be true or untrue. Just came up for me right now. You will never find the success, fulfillment, purpose, and self pride unless you learn to love yourself. A hundred percent true. But you know, there's levels to it. There's yeah. levels to the conversation. There's layers to it. So it's like, oh, you know, what? I do love myself. I love myself. Do you love yourself when you're not doing the things that you think you should be doing to love yourself? Do you love yourself when you don't maybe go to the gym or eat right for that week? When you're drinking, yeah. when you look overweight, mm-hmm. when you're stressed out from work. Yeah. Can you love those aspects of yourself as well? But then recognize, you know, it's because I love myself that I'm going to do all the behaviors and traits that really help elevate who I am. What? <laughs> How's that short for you? For sure, man. Like I, it was interesting. I was having this conversation with my girlfriend last night. <laughs> really? Um, and yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm so disciplined. Like I'm locked in with my diet for the next 20 weeks. And I was telling her that like, you know, I'd been 90% compliant with my eating this week. And that, you know, back in the day, I used to really beat myself up for the 10% of uncompliance that I had. I don't know if that's a word but I would really judge myself for how I wasn't able to live up to my super lofty expectations around eating or whatever. And it would discount the 90% of compliance that I had put in and recognizing that, you know, in this fortnight that's just gone past 90% compliant compliant and how I wasn't judging the part of myself that, you know, wanted hot chips on one day. And you know, that like, that's huge self growth because it's like, we can really, I think we perpetually beat ourselves up and it's um, we set ourselves super lofty goals just so we can come down hard on ourselves um, and like reinforce this, this belief that we're not worthy unless we're doing absolutely everything to improve ourselves. It's like, no, we're always worthy. We get to continue to do the things that we want to do that are for our highest good. But even when we fall short and we, we take one step back, we're still worthy. And I think that's been a lot of my journey as well. It was like, you know, loving myself on the one step back. Oh, <laughs> like it's so it's so easy to love ourselves when we're on point with our diet, when our relationship's going good, when our business job's going, going good, well, business leadership. is thriving. Yeah. But can we love ourselves when you know when there's not much in the bank account? Can we love ourselves when we're struggling in our relationship? Can we show ourselves that compassion back to back to our moms? Can we show ourselves that compassion when things are not so good? Right. <laughs> I'd love to hear how you sort of went through that in terms of your own relationship with drinking and need for validation. For sure, man. And, you know, alcohol has been a huge journey for me and something that I've really shifted in the last 15 months Um, because like I I was perpetually not wanting to look at the reasons why when I would go out drinking, I had to do it in excess and realizing that, you know, I was really hurting myself because energetically the days that followed I was a lot lower in how I felt and realizing that, you know, like I, like I was, it was, it was almost like an unconscious way of self-harming by drinking too much. 
And um, why? Realizing, like taking taking a, sec- a step back to really um, moderate intake and um, love myself on that journey when it was like uncomfortable, where like I just felt the 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 urge or the call to really go beyond and love myself and the uncomfortability around that is um it's been huge and how did you do it you got a girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) put yourself in the ceremony (laughs) yeah no just just i i reached a point i think last year i'm like man like the days that i'm hungover i'm losing too many days of feeling like this like this isn't actually what i want anymore this is like yeah it's exciting and fun on the night out but like there's too much of an energetic consequence what am I not realizing about myself that is perpetuating this behavior? And a lot of it came from, you know, the culture we grew up in in Australia, our friends, um, the scene, the scene of like going out and partying. Dude, I remember you, sorry to cut in right there, but I remember one of the things that you said, which so many men actually didn't get to have, was Glenn had this goal of essentially when you were traveling, because Glenn's traveled the world like multiple times, learned so many amazing things. And one of his goals at the time was, you know, you wanted to be that guy that showed up at the the party spot, the hostel, wherever it was, and you wanted to have like all of the attention. Not mm-hmm. in like a bad way. He just wanted to live that experience of like, man, I just want to be that like powerful guy who's mm-hmm. traveling that everyone just wants to connect with and have the best energy and the best frequency mm-hmm. and make everyone have a good time. I'm like, man, that's actually a noble goal to have. And you did yeah. it. Yeah, I you experienced lived, that. You lived it out. Yeah, and then it's like, is that still – is that still the goal? And it's like, well, no, it's not. That was the, that was the goal of 21, 22 year old Lynn. And now it's like, all right, what's the goal? And it's like, um, wanting to just feel good in my body every single day, wanting to show up powerfully in my relationships, wanting to support other men in their journey of becoming more aware of themselves. So the goalpost has changed and recognizing I was living out a, um, a perpetual behavior that was really was birthed out of a culture that really celebrated that thing. Um, was huge. And then, finding friends that were more aligned with where it was that I wanted to go. It's pretty crazy, man. Even, even just to think about it, because from people who let's say they're at that stage where they're just really desiring, you know, some sort of success and achievement. And then for people who have achieved all the success and achievement and what they're wanting to find is fulfillment and purpose. And like, where can they draw the line for legacy, but they have no idea what it is because they're just distracted in the success achievement realm because dopamine was you know, firing up to so the hitting, 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 hitting that. Mm-hmm. But due to being Australian or just westernized in general, where you've experienced that culture of celebration for who can send it the most, take the most amount of drugs and who can get the most fired up, who can get the most amount of girls, who can, you know, get the most amount of money and spend the most amount of money and, you know, who can essentially, you know, self-sacrifice themselves the most toxic masculine way possible to be the guy that everyone's like, oh, look at that guy, like like validated, essentially being the class clown but sacrificing mm-hmm. your health and, you know, your future and your own fulfillment and potentially relationships for that. Yeah, I'd love to know, like, your thoughts on what you think in terms of, you know, the journey that people take and how it affects them now. Because of that, that celebration. We become who we think we need to become to feel loved, essentially. Right. So, you know, to be loved in this culture, let's go out and celebrate. Let's be liked by as many people as possible. Oh, shit. And then there there comes a time. Hello, Instagram. Oh, God. There becomes a time where we realize that, you know, maybe 
maybe those values that we held so dearly aren't our values. Maybe they were the values that we were told were important, like going out celebrating, which, you know, we love celebrating, but um, maybe there's something that's more important to me if I take another look, a deeper look at what's really driving me. And then aligning ourselves with that and realizing that, you know, we don't have to keep up with the Joneses. We don't have to continue to impress people. Like the, the carrot at the end of the stick isn't going to leave you fulfilled. At the end of the day, what's going to leave you fulfilled are the relationships that you have with people, the impact that you leave with people in um, how they feel about themselves and um, really supporting other people in their journey. Like we only get to keep what it is that we give away. So when we give away love, we get to keep love. We get to receive love, right? And that's just that motivation. That's yeah. always there. I, I, it's pretty crazy just like in my, own, in my own mind, I've just always been thinking about like all the motivations that we do for anything is like to, to give and receive love mm-hmm. in some way, some form. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, you know, back to overcome the chaos, right? You've put in so much love and effort and energy into putting this amazing program together, which, you know, if you're not in it, jump in it because the, the, the introspection and the journey you go on within yourself with the support of the coaches and the other men that are on that journey will just blow you away. But like, the amount of love and energy and attention that you put poured into that has just come back to you in tenfold from, from love, from resources, from, from everything, man, it's come back in every other direction. So yeah. It's pretty crazy when you have a, a project or something that like you do put your heart and soul into mm-hmm. and you watch it come back and at the same time. What I think, I'm not sure. If, I'm sure a lot of people have to sort of think about these things, but when you're on that like sort of journey to express yourself, completely with what you most want to do is you still have the thoughts which are thoughts mm-hmm. illusions you still have the illusions you think to yourself is this the right thing you still have the wounding right because <laughs> yeah. you haven't worked through it you haven't worked through it so yeah. yeah of course that's going to come up and when we say express yourself maybe that's expressing yourself through like this business venture maybe that's expressing yourself through dancing maybe that's expressing yourself through um through your job or your career like there's there's expression isn't just about like like modeling or looking good it's it comes out in many different forms but realizing what your edge might be and then realizing the wounding that's in the way of you stepping over that edge right and there's never-ending amounts of wounding you never get good it's one thing that i'm learning because done done so much work we've had so many conversations we've try to get aligned with like so much stuff and be aware of everything and actually take action on those things and face them even when they're scary. Mm-hmm. And then as something, for example, like overcome the chaos is like growing and expanding and it's been amazing. And just like my own personal growth and the business through that, it's just like, cool. As I'm growing, there's way more wounding <laughs> that, right? that I haven't shined the light on. And then, you know, yeah. for example, was maturing in a relationship and then like, Oh, there's all this wounding and stuff here. And then it's like, showing up as a leader or taking time for yourself and feeling fulfillment when it's due. Like, yeah. And actually, like, I don't know if this comes up for you, but actually feeling worthy of the success that yeah. you're, you're experiencing. Like, yep. Big time. like you had like one of your biggest months last month. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure if this is an experience for you, but like maybe you have some imposter syndrome, like this can't be real. Like <laughs> no one told me I could make this much uni money at uni. Like, <laughs> yeah. right. Well, I sort of, the money thing is I always knew that it was going to come regardless because it was going to chase like whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't so much the, like the money thing in terms of income coming in. Um, it wasn't so much the amount of people because I believe I can hold enough space and create enough things and trust enough people to hold the space of people. For me, for me personally, it was just 
acknowledging it. Hey, like I didn't acknowledge. Mm. I was just like, cool, on to the next. Like yeah. literally the growth went like so crazy. It went from like in like six, six months time, it was like 10K, 20K, 40K, 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 almost 50K. <laughs> like, yeah. like in such a small period of time. Yeah. And I didn't even take a second mm. um, to acknowledge that because yeah. – this is really cool. It's made me some really like cool thoughts right now. A lot of it I thought of was putting that aside, putting the finance, like don't worry about the finance. Don't worry about any of that stuff. Like just worry about the people in the group and, you know, mm-hmm. what they're having. But then that's a little bit self-sacrificing. I guess it's the best yeah. thing to do and we'll always do that, mm-hmm. but not actually taking the time to feel it. Yeah, for sure. So, even saying this now, bro, like yeah. you're getting like. So what, how's it feel? Like <laughs> actually take a second now to like actually right. acknowledge yourself and be like, be in the celebration of it. How's it feel, man? Makes me emotional, bro. Yeah. Dude, you got me good there. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's so emotional, man. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, <clears throat> fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's, it's the two sides of things. You know what I mean? Like, like one of them is just having people have these crazy radical transformations and then actually taking time to take it in because sometimes like you can give the good advice back. You can, um, it's like, and completely acknowledge them and, and see, and see them for their growth. And it's like celebrating them as much as you can. Mm-hmm. But the same time is that you don't take in any stock to celebrate that you actually did that mm-hmm. is one. <sighs> yep. And then the other part of it with the financial and success part of thing is it's just in, like one thing is you see it inspire other people mm-hmm. and you take it in yourself and you're like, well, of course, you know, I, I understand my purpose. So of course this is going to happen. I did so much work to actually figure out what my purpose is and I'm living it mm. every single day. And it's mm. like, well, we did that for all the lessons yeah. that we learned to overcome the chaos. And then actually taking, like reflecting that back to actually be like, well, you're here. Like, That's it, man. And I think you're so focused on outward, outward. Who can I serve? Who can I serve? Who can I serve? That actually taking the moment that you're taking now to be like, oof. How does that, how does the impact truly feel in my body? Not just like the financial um, reciprocity that I'm experiencing, but like, man, truly changing people's lives through um, helping them work through their wounding and altering their perception. That is one of the most powerful things you can do and such a powerful act of service. So it keeps coming yeah. up in waves in my chest, man. And you know what, man? <laughs> it's, it's, it's because I'm not in the Gold Coast often enough to remind <laughs> you to like, hey, stop, smell the roses, yeah. feel the tears. One of your best, aware, one yeah. of your best, like, like we always say that Galen's a healer, like he's a real good healer. He was just, literally this morning we reflected that we're having like a coffee with a whole bunch of people and just like a bunch of people that we know in the circle and they're like, Glenn's a healer, right? And I was like, you got no idea. <laughs> he's a goddamn healer. But one, one of the skill sets that you have for that is just always bringing things back to the present moment. Mm. Yeah, man. Holy shit. I have just been giving and mm. giving and giving and giving, receiving in the way of mm. um, saying thank you to people and receiving financially mm-hmm. at the moment for the most I've ever done. I can't wait to 20 exit, mm-hmm. but 100 exit is the next goal. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, even taking a, a second just to kind of. Oh. Yeah, man, you've been living in like a really beautiful matrix, but just remember you can only experience the present moment and I think feeling your emotions is one way to actually bring yourself back to the present moment because all we have is right now. Yes, we're going to do amazing things. We're going to continue to inspire and transform men particularly, but women as well um, through the work that we do. 
but you know, you can only ever feel your emotions in the present moment. So yeah, man, you've been up here for a year. You've grown so much. (laughs) You've had so many people come into your space and be transformed. It's like, no, yes, of course you get to cry. Of course you get to celebrate. Of course you get to like actually sink into the acknowledgement of the way you are showing up in the world is actually a gift for so many people. Right. So what should I do next? I don't know. I think you should cry a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Cry a little bit more. Like, like realize that, you know, like the months are going to keep getting bigger or smaller, but like you're going to continue to evolve and grow. But like you get to stop every week, smell the roses every day. How did I feel today? How did I feel about the work I was doing? Did I allow myself to move through the stress to actually get to the emotion? Yeah. Right. Big time. And I, I think it definitely comes... I'm not sure where it would come from, but I'm just aware of it now that you've said that is there's still some underlying sort of prove yourself Mm. for no other reason than like, there's not an intentional thing. Mm -hmm. And usually I'm pretty aware of all that stuff, Mm -hmm. but there's some sort of prove yourself thing, but probably prove yourself to yourself. You know what I mean? Cause there is both like, have you actually got it? Like, do you have what it takes? For sure, man. And I think, you know, there's always going to be a bit of ego in what you do and the proving and wanting people to like see you and acknowledge you. But realizing it's like you don't need to actually prove yourself to anyone. You just need to acknowledge yourself. It's seeing yourself. Yeah. Which is exactly what I just did then. You just goddamn mirrored me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to, um, you don't need anyone's validation to know that you're doing, having a huge impact in the world. You don't need, Tony Robbins to come down like, man, Corey, you're doing such an awesome job. <laughs> David Data on my podcast. That'll really validate you, but, right? You got me on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. So true, man. But yeah, when you acknowledge yourself, you there's no proving because you're like, I know who I am. I know how I serve. Um, I'm love, right? It happened in the ice bath yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like I jumped in the ice bath. And if you don't understand, guys, ice baths are a great ceremony for personal growth if you're taking them intentionally. Some people just get in and have the time, but there's a lot of stuff that wells up that you can have in those in terms of if you're doing a breathwork journey, you're doing a plant medicine ceremony, you're seeing a psychologist, you're having a glimpse question. Yeah. yeah. Or you're fasting any sort of spiritual practice. Yeah. Um, ice baths in the cold is definitely one. We get in some pretty cold ice baths and stay in there. And even yesterday I felt like some kind of like, Oh, why am I emotional in the ice bath right now? And that hasn't really happened to me before. I know it's happened to you. Um, but I haven't really felt that before. And I knew there was something yesterday and I was like, something's coming up. Remember I said that? I was, yeah. I was like, you something- can feel it in the waters. And yes, it was a full moon, but that wasn't why you <laughs> right yeah. i think yeah recognize take like oh actually you know the emotional waters in my body are actually um the tides coming in and it's time to actually be present to that and you know if anyone takes away anything from this podcast um let it be that you know your intention with everything is what determines the way you experience it so you set the intention to you know feel through through some stuff you're like glenn turn the music down I just need it, need it to be silent. I need to like really heal, hear myself and feel myself. And then through that, you were able to work through some stuff um, and still working through it this morning, right? Because <laughs> uh, you're, you're very go, go, go. Like yeah. Corey will start the car before I've even had a chance to open the door and get in. <laughs> he's, he's like, man, I'm on a schedule. I've got this to do. And if I'm 10 minutes behind in the morning, that's going to add up to like an extra hour of work at night. I'm like, bro, just slow down. <laughs> Your boy's yeah. up from Adelaide. Let's have fun. Yeah. Yeah. You're so good at doing that all the time and like bringing it back in. So thank you for that. I'd love yeah. to hear, um, you know, obviously how you just reflected some stuff on me is how do you do that to yourself? Mm. 
it's always hard when it's looking at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My ego is pretty good at like hiding out. Right. So like, you know, <clears throat> I have this reflected back by my girlfriend. It's like, I'm always being the strong one for other people and holding it together and allowing myself to have my process when no one's, no one's around. Yeah. yeah. You so, Oh wow. Right? She She's got like, you good there. Yeah. You always have your process. Like in terms of my process, mm. I like ring you straight away for any of the stuff when it's super hectic. I'm like, but maybe I should ring you to celebrate some more as well. Like yeah. God damn on you the should. other hand, I should be doing that for sure. Glenn's the best celebrator. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, man, whenever you go for a process. Yeah. I'm, I, I like yeah. to discount. I, it's this, um, not wanting to be an inconvenience to anyone else. Oh, right. Why? It's this, this wound is like, all right, I actually did unpack this one time. What? Um, so, you know, I think it, it stems from my childhood where my dad would be in hospital. My other sister, Emma would be in hospital. Mom would be working full time and it would be the responsibility of myself and Amy to get ourselves ready to go to school. And because we had so much going on energetically, emotionally, um, with our health, I unconsciously took on this story as a kid that I didn't want to be another inconvenience or add to everything else that we had going on, right? So Can I pause you there? Because we have a lot of people in the program will quickly come up and they talk about their trauma. Mm-hmm. They'll get to like week three and it was this crazy process that we go through to unpack a whole lot of it. And now, this is a very subtle trauma. This is subtle. Yeah, know what I mean? Very subtle. So many people are like, I haven't got any. Like, I'm trying not to figure that out or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be something big or something even that negative like that wasn't negative at all. No. That was like a positive thing. Yeah. You're like, I'm trying to like help the family out out of love here. Yeah. But not being an inconvenience, which yeah. is showing up now. Yeah. And it's like, if you actually dig deep enough and you're aware enough, like it just, it Yeah. And ends. it still shows up and it's something yeah. that I'll probably forever be working through. Yeah. But um, yeah, it comes from this story of not wanting to inconvenience anyone else with the stuff that I'm moving through or holding. And, um, you know, I think as a man, it's particularly, we want to, be that solid foundation for the feminine in our family. I've got two sisters and a mum, so I want to hold space for their process so that they don't have to carry it, and I can carry more of that load. But then, like you said, you know, sometimes men need other men to really hold hold it for them as well. Yeah, which is right? a lot of pressure, mm. and I can see how that shows up. Like, yeah, so it does. <laughs> so then you go, well, it's we sort assume of assume the role. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like you sort of. You're preventing – you are selfishly not letting people give your give them the chance to love you mm-hmm. by hiding away in, in a sort yeah. of way. Yep. And it's like – it's obviously an unconscious thing, yeah. but like people love to love, mm-hmm. people love to help. Mm-hmm. I mean, why do we do anything so yeah. we can get thanked? You know what yep. I mean? And, you know, I, I think my girlfriend's constantly checking in. She's like, you haven't spoken about this in a while. How are you feeling about this? And then I'll be like, fuck, I actually haven't even stopped to check in with myself how I'm feeling about it. Like, dude, six months ago, my dad passed away and I've been, you know, I think I, I feel like I've been handling it pretty good. And there are, there are some days where like I won't acknowledge just, you know, the, the actual process that you go through and the ceremony it is to lose a parent, to lose like a, a father figure, not even just a father figure, but your father, right? So um, she's constantly checking in to make sure that, I'm actually taking the time to feel my emotions that I'm actually being seen by someone. So having like a really supportive relationship has been crucial in that journey, but you're right. Like I can always, I could always be reaching out more to you, to yourself or to other friends when I'm moving through it. I'd love to help you, bro. You help me so much. I'm like, let let me give back (laughs) to you for once. God damn. So yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And I, and I do believe as well, you being 
like in that relationship, people just understanding that you can have a relationship to help each other grow through those things. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't and you don't communicate it and you're not sure what's going up and you show up with a different attitude and a different mood, Mm. it's going to push the other person's buttons and they're going to be like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Like, why isn't this coming through? Why are you speaking like this? Whatever it is. And then that can lead to like some sort of argument or withdrawing down the future when it was like, oh, I actually just needed to be seen by something that I'm completely unaware of, which is why doing the work is so important. Right. Yeah. Like (laughs) if you're not being authentic to the moment and how you're feeling, then you're creating disconnection. So, you know, I'm lucky that, you know, when I am creating disconnection, she's, she's very emotionally aware as well and she can pick up on it and she can ask the right questions, push the right buttons and vice versa. So, um, it's, you know, I think you will agree. Relationships are like such a powerful container. Um, Especially when approached properly. And, and, mm-hmm. and all the time, I think a lot of people, it's like getting into relationships is you've either got to be ready or you've got to be committed. Yeah. So it's like, if you are hundred percent committed, you guys will figure it out together. Mm-hmm. Like we're here, we're at the start. We're not that conscious yet, whatever yeah. it is, but we're going to do it together and we're going to be committed yep. to figure that out. Or it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready now. I've done yeah. some, had some sort of foundational work. Yeah, and there'll always be more levels to it. There'll always be stuff that we're not aware of. So remembering to just enjoy the journey, right? Like um, being in the work doesn't mean you have to always be in the work. You don't always have to be addressing your traumas or becoming more aware. Like don't forget to have fun. Don't forget to celebrate your friends and to celebrate the little milestones and checkpoints along the way of um, your journey, whether it's in relationships or in your work or in just expressing yourself in the world, right? I just truly want to thank you, bro. Like, like really sincerely thank mm-hmm. you for truly checking in with me and always reflecting back on me and helping me celebrate mm-hmm. along the way, even though I get caught up. Dude, it's, I think everyone can agree. If you have Corey Boutwell in your life, it's a privilege to watch his journey, <laughs> man. Like I've seen you in debt, broke, um, chasing girls, um, like talking about your dreams, but not knowing how to get there to actually like you're in the living of your, your dreams right now. And it's inspiring. So yeah, always be acknowledging you and supporting you. I just, yeah, I want to say thank you so much for that. And, you know, just a big testament for you and literally who you are and like who you've like created yourself. Cause I know you've just been so patient with yourself mm-hmm. for so long. That's one thing that you've done that just so you've been so patient with yourself and you just like a sort of so aware all the time of what you're doing. And because of that, putting in the position that you have, like you've impacted my life and like everyone around me and you help me show up better. So like a massive thank you to you, man. Appreciate it, man. And uh, yeah, if you're not in Overcome the Chaos, I'm now coaching in that program. Um, so you it's, get ready to get powerful. your well rocked by Glenn, guys. Powerful, yeah. So jump in and um, I'd love to see you there and support you. Yeah. So I love to give all the listeners just one little challenge to take, like action to take, like after listening to the podcast to take away that I can do today, this mm-hmm. week, what's one thing that you'd like to challenge them to do tangibly? Yeah. Sit in the question of... What have I not been allowing myself to feel? Just sit in it. See what naturally arises. Don't answer it right away. Just like meditate on it. Take 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then another question to move through on the weekend or weekday, wherever you are. Um, how can I best love myself today in this week? Hmm. That might be like having a hot bath. That might be going on a hike. That might be taking yourself out on a nice dinner or your partner or your family. Whatever it is for you, like how can you best love yourself today or this week? So true. Where can people find you? Yep. I'm at Link Cash Money on Instagram. Uh, my number is 043. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Instagram. That's where I'm most active. Um, and yeah, man, 
find awesome. me in the overcome the chaos program too yeah for sure and like if you guys had listened to any of these things and any of this stuff resonated with you and you understand like how powerful this stuff truly is like glenn making me cry has literally made me feel so much better i'm gonna show, I'm gonna show up so much better like the next week the next months ahead going through and absolutely you know living out exactly what i want to live and it's because of this work and because of these things and like if you're not jumping in sort of and you're not progressing like other people are and they are moving through and they are progressing and it's sort of like for myself personally like i don't want to be left behind so i'm always going to want to be doing this stuff so if you have an an invitation yeah most of the time we do a monthly intake guys so there's only a limited amount of spots and like at the moment which month we in at the moment we only have we only have a few few spots left at the moment so if you don't want to miss out and you want to move forward um send us a DM, send Glenn a DM. And what we're doing at the moment is releasing with this podcast, a specific challenge is, is like a one-time only at the moment. What we're doing is you're getting like your own private coach through Overcome the Chaos as well, which is a lot more contact and a lot more moving through things. And Glenn's going to be running that with you guys. So if you don't want to miss out, send us a DM or we have the application below. You can go in and just click it and get Done. started. So Make it happen. Make it happen. Big love, everyone. And I hope you like this podcast. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for getting this far into the podcast. As a token of my appreciation for the loyal listeners, you can get a $50 discount of your first month inside the Set the Standard community. That'll help you double your business and reprogram your mind. We have two live group coaching calls per month, eight modules and challenges, and an exclusive network where you can meet all the men who are setting the standard in here. Please use the code PODCAST capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get the first $50 off of your first month. Can't wait to see you guys in there.